Chase, welcome to the podcast. What's up, Rich? Thanks for having me. I'm happy to have you here. Take us from being a professional stand-up paddleboard racer, very successful, to living here surfing every day with me and Guillones. Yeah, thanks, Rich. Yeah, it was very serendipitous how we had that initial interaction at the Surf Expo and then how I later connected with Eric Antonson. Um so so yeah, I, I didn't go to Blue Zone when you guys were were looking to bring in a professional like in 2012. And uh I would have loved to, but I'm grateful that things happened how they did because I think it was 2015 that I went to the Bahamas for a um sales meeting for my current sponsor when I was racing stand-up and Eric had to go out of the country to to renew some some international travel insurance or something. So they were in the Bahamas with their family, Eric and his family. I had heard of Blue Zone, and so I started chatting to him, and he was like, yeah, kind of shutting it down, um, and they're moving to the States. And in my head, I was looking to stop racing, and, and the light bulb just kind of was like, went off and it was like, Hey, what do you like right then and there? Basically, um, I was like, what do you think about if I went and started it back up? And, uh, he was like, yeah, why, you know, and he's like, let's talk about it. And that was in June of 2015. And then by the end of July, he and I had an agreement. Um, and then with my then wife, Sarah, and our two-year-old daughter, Stella, we moved to Nosara, having never been here before. But you talk to anyone about Nosara, as lots of the people listening know, like, if you've been here, you obviously know. But if you hear about it, um, it's got a certain draw. And uh, so we moved here, having never been here, and, and been here ever since. That was uh, five years ago. And... Um, yeah, Nosara feels like home, and I'm super thankful for for you having started Blue Zone, and then. Well, had, that was, that was Eric, Eric and I. Eric yeah. was the brains, of course. I was just trying to find anything besides real estate vacation rentals. I was I was just trying to find something that I could do that was helping my family in some way. Yeah. That wasn't what I didn't want to do, which was my day job. Yeah. But life caught up, and it got into the right hands because. Somewhere in there, Eric has started Paddle Woo. And I'm so impressed. I learned so much from that man. He he brought me to Nosar. I owe him so much. I really miss him and his family. But he deserves a big shout out for, oh, for yeah. the Paddle Because he, he changed, in my opinion, I think he changed stand-up paddle boarding in a way no one else did. You had Kyle Lenny's, Chase Costerlis, and these guys, like y'all, pros out there doing your thing. But it wasn't catching Joe every man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And... Eric said it best one time when I asked him about how did you do paddle woo and get into SUP exclusively knowing that the entire surf world was just going to obliterate you and, and be so upset about it. Cause I was always scared of that mm-hmm. and he just did it. He's like, I rang a bell with that podcast and it reached the right people. Mm-hmm. I didn't need to reach everyone. I just needed to reach the right people. And once again, for the millionth time that I learned something from him, it was like, Holy crap, that's a brilliant idea. And Nosara, I don't need to reach anybody, but I am tired of hearing the same discussions and seeing the same community issues over and over repeat itself. Mm-hmm. And 
bitching about the same things. We all fight the same fight every year. At least if we're going to fight and argue in a small town, let's at least advance it. I'll start a podcast. Mm -hmm. And I learned that from him. Just like I learned the surfing model from him. And then it was so funny that you have a successful podcast. Yeah. And all these worlds just started clanging. Yeah, yeah. And then now Eric's taken off. I guess, is he under the progression project? But he's got foiled the world. And he's just out doing what he does. The guy just starts stuff. And he's he's just an amazing human being. I, uh, I owe him a lot. And I'm grateful that he brought you here. Yeah, yeah. So shout out to Eric. Um, yeah, now he's super into foiling. And, and uh, yeah, with the stand-up, it's... Um, one of the things that came to mind was that the riches are in the niches. So if, if it's a saying, but like, if you're, if you're, it could be monetarily, but it could also be like from a fulfillment kind of standpoint that of like, find your niche and, and really diving into it. Stand up paddleboarding is a niche sport foiling too, but like, you know, as you were skeptical of him with, with stand up all those years ago, um, if you dive into something and if you're passionate about it, um, you know, we're talking about the pod with the podcast with, with you diving into this with my, um, and my ex-wife now, um, Sarah's podcast is on relationships. It's, it's kind of a niche thing, but if you go deep into something, you can, uh, extract a lot out of it. Um, I'm learning that from you guys. So I'm, I'm humbly gathering this. I've, I've always, kind of been motivated by fear more than anything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's really interesting for me to get around people who aren't motivated by fear. They're motivated by more of volition of what they want. Like I would like to do that. I want to pursue that. Um, Normally I was the kind of guy who just would think about it, but not jump in. And that's where Eric, you and others uh, coming down here has opened my eyes to a whole different way of existence. Mm-hmm. And that's one nice thing about Nassar. You have a lot of interesting people. You have every, from countries all over the place and all types of different socioeconomic statuses. And there's a lot, there's a lot to learn. You don't even have to maybe like the people entirely, but I can learn something from just about everyone. Yeah. And I do on this podcast all the time yeah. from every age, color, you name it. There, there's something to learn from everyone. So I kind of, I kind of like what you guys are doing. Now, in your podcast, you're now ex-wife and Sarah. You still cooperate and do something on relationships that helps people, mm-hmm. even though you guys aren't together. I really want you to explain how you pulled that off because I got to think to your listeners. I think your podcast should have went from a couple listeners to tons because you're a living example of what so many people are tuning into. So I want to give a tip of the hat. To, to both of you, that's absolutely amazing. And then I also want to ask you how, because it's incredible. Like, it's like, uh, you might not walk around thinking about this. It's absolutely amazing. In Osara, the divorce rate is incredibly high, extremely high. Cars come here to die and marriages come here to die is, is kind of an old saying. And very few people make it through. Mm-hmm. You may not have made it through, but you also did make it through. And you're still helping other people. It's, it's incredible. Like yeah. it's, it's incredible. So talk, talk me through that a little bit, please. Yeah. Yeah. I think with no sorrow, that saying with marriages, I think it's well, a, cars too. Yeah. Cars too. Um, just to touch on that, I think it's a hard place to live in, in some ways, you know, for, for an expat as far as, um, it's, 
you're moving to another country. Um, you're, you're trying to navigate lots of different things in that and things just operate a bit differently here. So it's going to put pressure on a relationship. Um, that if there's something already a little broken, you know, it might, or not broken, but just needing a little attention, it's going to like highlight it. Um, so, so, so with cars too, if a car, if a car has got a squeaky wheel, it's gonna, it's gonna get pounded until, you know, maybe it breaks. Um, that's a pretty good analogy you got going on right now. Yeah. Chase, Cause if, which if I'm hearing you right, I'm just laughing cause it's so accurate. If, like if your bushing is kind of broken and you drive the Nosara, it's, it's going to explode. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? It's like for relationship relationships here because that kind of makes sense if there's already something somewhere that has a, a fracture maybe that's the right word the pressure of being in a different country in a new area especially this area you're saying that accentuates it and kind of inflames yeah i think it can you know and you could be moving you could live in florida and be moving to california and i'm sure if you looked at relationships people that move cross-country it might be a similar thing because it's it's a big change mm-hmm. um in in someone's life so um but yeah and you know i give a a ton of credit to sarah um for for navigating that whole process and i'm so thankful for her and thankful for you know what she's building here in nosara quite literally and and figuratively but with uh you know outposts i think is awesome i i love going in there and uh and she definitely with her partners filled like this niche and and talking about the uh riches in the niches like finding that but i think this will tie into what we were also going to talk about but um yeah just a sense of uh community that's what i really like about outposts i love nosara because it's a small town it's beautiful the surf um, but in, in the community and the people, but it's kind of all scattered and, you know, people are here for the season and they're gone and, and, uh, there's not a ton of cohesion in, in a sense. Everything's kind of floating around in outposts, at least in this, in the expat, you know, working professional community is the first kind of like little hub of, of a bigger group of people that, that are going to a physical location. So I've enjoyed going in there and, and working, but more the social aspect of seeing the same people, getting getting to know them. And and I called you the other day, just wanting to ask you, um, and we're jumping around here, but, but uh, wanting to ask you if anyone was trying to work on like a Nosara community event or festival or something to really like a, bring people together, but, but on a day, you know, or a couple days and, and you rattled off a few names and ideas and, and you had even done things and, and it had me super excited because I was excited before, but I knew you were the guy to talk to, but to, to create something, um, outpost is a physical location that's always there, but this would be like a, an event, a festival, to to celebrate the community, um, to raise awareness for what the community needs, different projects going on, and 
and bring that all together. So we, you were like, come in, let's talk about it and let's put it out there. We'll tell your story a little bit. We, we covered that, but like, I'm excited to see, um, and connect with people that are also interested in doing this, but to make something happen. So let's talk through that right yeah. now because that, that gets me excited. <laughs> yeah. That's fun. And well, I guess first things first, thank you for thinking of the idea and being willing to take action. In town, we have a lot of ideas. We don't always have action behind it. So whenever somebody's like, hey, I'll help. Let's figure it out. Who do I talk to? What do I do? Where do we get going? Mm-hmm. That's that's good stuff because it's mm-hmm. not someone just passing through and being like, hey, you know what you guys need? Because yeah. we get told that every day. I yeah. get emails. I get messages. People stop. Hey, you know, I had an idea. Did you guys ever think maybe your septic systems might need something <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. And that's not what you're doing here. Like you're actually saying, what can we do? And you want to get your hands dirty and roll up your sleeves. So let's start right now. Here's what I suggest. I think you do a community event, something around like Thanksgiving around November ish. Mm-hmm. Cause the people who live here part time, they all start coming back in about that time. Tourism also picks up at that time. So if you want to create awareness and funding, we got to find sources of money to, to help with that. So if you get people who live here who have money and the people who are visiting who have money, it's good. Whereas right now, as we record this, we're kind of the media, the rainy season. Mm-hmm. Uh, most people aren't here. We're not going to be able to get much progress. So I think November, you're transitioning from rainy season into dry. It's a real exciting time. Christmas is right around the corner. Mm-hmm. There's like an excitement in the air. So if you can get the artists, dancers, businesses, community causes all lined up, in a homogenous, is that the right word? In a homogenous mm-hmm. manner, I think you can accomplish your goal. If you just do any one of those things, I think you can have a nice night. And a lot of people will say, that was nice. Mm-hmm. But you're not going to have anything big as far as creating awareness or funding unless you can blend the cultures. So what you want to do is you want to get Ticos, gringos from different ages. You want to get families. If mm-hmm. you get to the families and the more affluent folks, you can raise more capital and awareness. If you get to the local populace and give them something fun to do, you can get them to come. And if they come, other people will follow. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So you want to get a surf instructor who might not have a lot of money and can't donate, but you still want them to come Mm -hmm. and bring their clients. Yeah. That's kind of what I was saying. So make it so there's something to do for everyone. Yeah. But if you just thunder down active, stand up for the planet. You'll get a couple, but you're not going to get them all. Am I, am I making any sense on that? Yeah, yeah. And you have so many great people on this show, and and they're all coming in with their unique backgrounds and 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 things that they're trying to to do in the world. And and I see a lot of um, people trying to make an impact on the community, and I think that's wonderful. And and um, it would be nice to to have like a like a i think of uh when i was in elementary school like they have the i think it's the science fair is what we called it but it's like this day and everyone comes in and everyone has like it's a science project but it's like you have your little booth and it's set up volcanoes yes exactly and it's set up and it's like here's my thing here's the next thing but you can see it all there in one place and so the way i i think would be great for this community is to have, you know, the Bomberos have their setup and, and they can talk about what it is that they need. And, and, and then, you know, Vanessa with, with her 
projects, whether it's, you know, the water, or the turtles that she's, she's got going on. And, and it could just be, it, it's just awareness even. It, it's not necessarily like she's asking for something specific. Um, but if that's all in the same place, it, it'd be, it would be great. I'm thinking, yeah. I'm thinking job fair combined with, yeah. with science fair. Yeah. Combined with a festival of Music entertainment. Festival. Yeah. 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 That's, like, that's like it, right? fun, but educational and, and community building and something we can all rally around. And, and yeah, like, I, this initial conversation, it was great just to spitball and, and do this. And, and you talked about like making action. It's like, well, nothing's been done yet. So, so let's, let's talk in a, in a few months, but I definitely have done things like this in the past. We talked about stand up paddle racing. I, I did some things in there where I worked with, with people to like create real change and impact. And, and that takes other people getting involved, especially on a community wide aspect. So I think this podcast was like an initial, um, signal, like what the bat signal going into the, into the air of like, Hey, if you're out there listening and, and this is like, yeah, I want to do this or yeah, I have this, I'm working with kids in Nosara town. And, um, I think, I think we should all get together and whenever this, this goes live, we'll, we'll coordinate, but then maybe a week or two after actually physically meet and, and continue this dialogue, but then to create something, you know? Um, well, so first things first, are you willing to be a point person to collect emails and help? assemble it because I'll step up right now. If you want to do something in November, December, I'll sponsor it. I'll create awareness. The whole staff will, will work to help make it happen. Mm -hmm. I actually just recorded over the past couple of days with three or four different people, mm -hmm. all who are saying similar things to what you're saying. Yep, yep. Like one's a dancer and one who, who teaches kids and they want them to have art. Another is an actual artist, a painter, another, uh, working on septic systems and, and water treatment plants mm -hmm. and then the bomberos just et cetera, et cetera. There's no yeah. shortage of people who would be into this. So I'm, st I'm stepping up right now. Say I'll sponsor create awareness and help homogenize the people. We already mm -hmm. have them. I can line you up with several others. will hear this and they'll know more. Mm -hmm. There will be no shortage of people who want to get their voice out. Yeah. Um, what there is a shortage of, of people to help the starting collection the emails the zoom calls when mm -hmm. people don't show up and somebody says i'll do it and then they don't just all that type of stuff yeah. can you be that person because yeah. if so <laughs> yeah I, this I'll, is gonna happen look I'm, i don't want to like take that position in the sense of if there's someone out there who's listening who's like well i've been trying to do this like i want to be that person fine you know like like i, I don't want to want to like take what's not mine but if it's a matter of no, and, and there's no one else out there that, that I a hundred percent don't mind and actually would love to be someone that's the, the glue bringing all these great people together and coordinating a zoom call or, or whatever. Let's start with that. Yeah. But give us time to edit this and do our thing. Yeah. And we do a zoom call. Let's do that. You, you nailed it in two weeks, a zoom call. Cause some people who will want to participate won't be here. Okay. In the deeper part of the rainy season. Okay. So yeah, if you yeah. keep it to just physical meetings, we're back to what, well, Nosara is facing right now. Right. A lot of people come in and out. And if we have that physical meetings, we don't make a lot of progress. Yeah. 
we could start with a Zoom call. If somebody steps up and says, I will be the secretary coordinator, yeah. you will willingly uh, hand over the torch. But if somebody okay. doesn't step up and say, I want this, Chase is doing that right now publicly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, mean, I, I, I don't, I don't want to sound like I'm hesitating. I, I will do it. I'm just trying not to have, what do they call it in, in Australia, like tall poppy syndrome, where they, they cut down someone that's trying to like stick out. And I, I'm, I'm fine with doing that. Um, I love it, man. Yeah. I'm so thrilled. Chase, you're, you're, you're a good friend, first and foremost. Now you're getting into community stuff. And that's what this town needs more than anything. If you're going to be here, that's great. But once you're here, get involved. That's what I hope listeners hear from this. If somebody's like thinking about the community, that's what we need. Our fire safety, our water, everything that we have is basically done by people who get involved. Mm -hmm. The people at the Asada, the Bomberos, just go down the list of, of basically everything. It's pretty much volunteers. There's very little government funding, mm -hmm. but people are coming from established communities where they don't have to think about these things. Mm -hmm. And what I personally feel, another another big reason for this podcast is is to promote information flowing. You don't have to agree with it or, or like everybody or like me, but information is information and it should get out there. Mm -hmm. So the people coming in are the ones who have the money for the most part. The people coming in are the ones that all of us who are already here kind of complain about, even those of us who are helping them get here. You see what I'm saying? Like we're, mm -hmm. we're, we don't like the crowds and the bad that comes with it and environmental issues. But if we complain about it, it's not really helping. Mm -hmm. The people coming in don't want to tear down the environment. That They're coming here because they think it's great. You see the the kind of mm -hmm. the thing that we do? Yep. So instead of bitching about it or hopping off on social media and just typing to all of our friends the same old nonsense that I've been reading forever, just getting the people who already agree with you to agree with you while pissing off the person who you need to reach, that's kind of what we do here. This is what you're doing and what we're we're talking about right now. This will explode through all of that. Mm -hmm. Because the people coming in, if they're like, oh, I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Kids, look at this. And then one kid's interested in that. The wife's interested in that. The husband's interested in that. And then they had a fun time doing it. Boom. That's how you get people. That's how you pull them in. Yeah. So I, I would love to use this platform. The people have already been coming through and have come through over the years. No shortage of them. Now we just need to to do it. Find a location, yeah. set a time, make all that happen. You don't want to set it on a competing night. For example, if Delmar Academy is having their scholarship fundraise, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you generally don't want to schedule the same time as them. Yep. But we also have so many organizations in town. Once the season gets going, lots of people are going to have events. Mm -hmm. What we would want to do is get enough momentum so that those can participate. Mm -hmm. This isn't like an event for one thing. This is an awareness is what we had been discussing. Yep. And I think that's brilliant. It's a platform for everyone. Yeah. 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 I think it'd be great and to, to raise awareness and, and to be fun. I, I, coming from an endurance sports background, I think this is just spitballing too, but it would be really cool to do a, like a, a run, swim, paddle competition. Jeez. <laughs> that's just like you to say something to, like that yeah like as part of the festival or you know like to that there's you know again i'm thinking it it's like a it's a big thing it's not just like one night for three hours it could be a saturday and sunday um maybe just take baby steps first but i think also a community sport event you know obviously built around the water um what if we be... did a what if we did a fun run on the beach for kids? 
a swim in Guiones of some duration, but not yeah. too much yeah. for anybody. Yeah. And then we had like water reading markers or we could start at where the, the WCA does the, the water tests. Yeah. Like you can bleed it all in together. Oh yeah. Like I, I, I'm thinking, you know, in, in Australia, surf lifesaving culture is really big in other places, but where they have these competitions and, and it brings the town, every town has a, um, surf lifesaving club. Anyways, I, I think as m lots of active people here, obviously, but yeah, like a, a beach run and, and maybe registration goes towards, um, a charity, um, but that there's a, a physical component, um, that people are, are you know maybe training for or well you can get fun. the workout folks yeah. in the morning and then let them rest in the afternoon and then have your event yeah. starting late afternoon and into the evening yeah. yeah yeah all right we'll get to all that this is great stuff chase it's been great to have you on is there is there any message you'd like to get outside of this one while you have this platform to this small interesting little community which is now home for you nothing specific other than i'm extremely grateful for 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 you for this community for, for living in Nosara. I think it's a really special place. Shout out to Eric. Shout out to Eric. Very grateful. You got us both here. If you think about yeah, it. Yeah. Right. And, and all the good work Sarah's done. I hope no one ever forgets her. She's yeah. Freaking saint. Yeah. So thanks to them so that we, this can be happening. Yes. So yeah, just gratitude. And, uh, I look forward to potentially, yeah, like not, but I want to make this happen, and I'm sure people will reach out, and we'll do something. Hey, if you'll be the point person, I'm telling you. We I'll be the point person. I'll be the secretary, whatever we want to call it. But I'm happy, happy to do that, and yeah, I'd, I'd love to see something happen. Beautiful stuff. Yeah. All right, as we're winding down here, uh, your three favorite restaurants in the area and what you like to get there. And what I like to get there? Mm -hmm. Ooh, on the spot. All right. I mean, La Luna, I'm sure everyone says that. That's pretty that's just the, the location. What do you like to get there? I don't eat meat at home, but if I go out, I do, and I get the steak there. People, I, I feel it's kind of funny because it's on the beach to get steak, but recommend that. Um, All right, next up. Man, in Nosara area? Mm, just the area. It can be north or south of here, um, 10 kilometers anyway. The, uh, I, I, you know, I'm tempted to say Koyo, but again, that's like so cliche for the view. It's amazing. <laughs> you can say it, man. It's your episodes. Let it fly. All right. What all do you right. like to eat there? Yeah. Up there. It's nice and cooler up in the mountains. Um, what do I get there? I feel like I get the steak too. <laughs> <laughs> We're noticing a trend here. It's all starting out of view and meat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So where's, where's your next one? All right. My last one, you know, um, Rosie's, uh, soda, for sure. Like the breakfast, they got a new one in Palada now, but the, the, uh, I guess the original or the one right here on Main, um, but the Tico breakfast, yeah, is, is my favorite post surf. Yeah, that's, that one comes up a lot too. Yeah. Uh, what's happened in the SUP world? It seems like it, I was wondering if it was going to take off and then it didn't. Yeah, like the racing, the the and surfing, Just the whole scene. Like there was this whole like build up. Like it's like, hey, all yeah, right, yeah. We're, about, we're all about to explode. Everyone went out and started ordering boards and started yeah, companies yeah. and yeah. Um, it doesn't seem like it ever took off, but it also didn't go away. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think it's still very much there. I was really connected to the race scene, racing, um, COVID. First off, for anybody <laughs> listening who doesn't know you, you were more than connected. Like, you're an incredible paddle racer. One yeah. of the best in the world. Like, literally, yeah, yeah. not no bullshit. So, how can you being an, a, literally an elite athlete with the sport that's a, is it going to blow up and that your dreams are going to come true? Or is it not? And now you surf all the time and you're still an SUP, but like talk, talk us through kind of what, like what, what's the story there? Like what was your read on it? Because you don't seem bitter in any way, but if you just look at it from the outside, it seems like you could be, it didn't quite take off. You're not making the millions that you probably deserve. It's an incredible <laughs> athlete and no one knows. And I'm having to stop on a podcast to talk about it. Like, yeah, seems like the whole world ought to know about you in my opinion. No, it's, <laughs> well, I've also I tried was... to paddle a paddleboard fast and it's hard. Yeah. I always laugh. Like stand up paddle racing is the slowest way to paddle race <laughs> out of all the paddle sports, but it was fun. And, and talking about community as, as we have been, one of the big appeals for myself uh, was competition, but also the community aspect of, uh, those races. You know, I raced all over the world and, and had kind of like a home training group too. And you talk to all the people that would participate in, in those races then and, and now. And a big draw was the people, you know, like the community and the races served as the, the meeting point. Right. So you'd be training and you had a North Carolina contingency in all the states, but then you had Germany, Japan, like, cause I was racing internationally and I loved going to these races and seeing all these people. And we would, we would all gather around the race and sure we were there for the competition, but a big part was, was the competition, but then after and connecting. Um, so I miss that. I'm not bitter about the, the sport or anything. I, I think I had pretty, realistic expectations of where it would lead and 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 actually led me here to to nosara in a way um so I'm, I'm super thankful for that i didn't have any illusions that i would you know be able to retire as a professional stand-up racer and uh but yeah like the the foundation of that was was pushing myself physically and in the competition aspect but but really the community and and the people that i was able to meet Gotcha. So you enjoyed it. You, you, you enjoyed the, the commonality, the events, also the competition, but you just enjoyed the whole flow of it. And that was probably a lot of your compensation. It sounds like because you didn't necessarily make it to a Wheaties box. Yeah. 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 I knew it was <laughs> racing paddleboards on the Wheaties box, but, well, but Colin, yeah. Colin, who was like the first, the, the one to come because of surfing, we we're going to go surfing. Yeah. Crushed. All of my aspirations when it came to pro surfing and, and making a living. Oh, yeah. Cause Moonwalker, great photographer. Uh, -huh. uh Colin brought Moonwalker and I, I got to hang with him. We did our first little mini trip. Yeah. Standing guards on the beach. Uh, uh, well, anyway, and just paddling around guards of bay surfing all the waves and, and, and hanging out. And, uh, at the time it was a big secret. We didn't want to tell anybody. Yeah. yeah. Now, which is comical now. Everyone knows about everything <laughs> at this point. But anyway, um, I listened to them talk every night about how little money people made in surfing, yeah. how there were just a couple people, just a couple people who made the money mm -hmm. and everyone else is just struggling to get by and doing whatever they could. And that includes people who I really, really look up to world champions. Yeah. And 
then going to the expo and like meeting you and finding out all that's true. Mm-hmm. Oh shoot. There's only a couple board builders basically out of China shipping out the same pop-up planks and people are slapping on a different logo and they're all hoping to start a company and make millions, but there's not really profit in the boards anyway. So yeah, all of that kind of crashed my whole notions of the surf industry. And I learned it from them late at night. And I was like, well, man, maybe this real estate gig isn't so bad. Yeah. At least I get to surf every day in Costa Rica. Yeah. 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 Um, God, I appreciate all you guys for being so open and upfront. You always have been. And uh, those of us who are just fans from the outside see the magazines and see the movies. And we're like, oh, my gosh, Chase must be a good billionaire. Like, imagine <laughs> what his life is like. And then you meet you and you're just like, dude, I'm just like you trying to figure this thing out. Yeah. Where's the cheap rental in Nosara? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, the the pro stand-up paddle racer was was – never a thing in the sense of it it was uh a lifestyle sport you were sleeping on you know not on couches but you you would if i travel to europe in a race in the summer you try to stay with friends and 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 i would talk to people and they'd be like have this idea that maybe not you know swimming in millions but like that you're making a living i was like no unless you're like 18 and living at home you you really have to to get creative no but blue zone is still operating yeah oh yeah like and that's my you didn't sit one time on this podcast you didn't say hey i could really use some more clients so i can survive let's talk about that we haven't talked about it at all no no blue so zone is... it's still very much alive oh, right it's it just didn't make the front page news and become bells and whistles yeah no blue it zone. started to kind of get there and then it just kind of faded away. But Nosar Paddle Surf, Blue Zone, you guys all seem to be doing well. Jose Ruiz just came through and recorded last week. Uh-huh. The the kid from Mocinal who's doing so well. He surfs so much better than he used to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm really proud of him and I wish him the best. Well, we're going to sponsor him. It's still going, but it's not visible. Yeah. So you seem comfortable. So it, it seems kind of great. And also, when you and I surf, we're riding different equipment. I'm usually riding some sort of weird longboard. Uh-huh. And you're riding a twin fin now, or one of my old longboards that Colin left down. Yeah. And I never see you on SUPs every day in Guillaume's like yeah. I used to. What's that all about? Yeah. Yeah. So when... Uh, are we allowed to talk about this part? Yeah, let's talk about it. It's it's funny because when, when uh, they had the COVID lockdown, the beaches you couldn't surf. It was illegal for two and a half, three months. And... That was weird. You know, I I wanted to respect the the law but also i would lose my mind if i if i'm not getting in the water so i was surfing every day from like 4 30 in the morning till like 6 30 <laughs> um you know before the police did their patrol what do they call it the uh, <laughs> the um when when the there's been enough time in between breaking the law that you're not still uh you can't get arrested. Oh, a statute of limitations. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, hopefully that's up. I'm not going to get a knock on the door. Yeah, but anyways, man, look over your shoulder, I, man. I didn't, I didn't. Hey, we can't even put people in jail who we catch. Oh man. So I think you're going to get away with this one. That was a crazy time, but I I didn't want to be on my stand up because it would be very obvious from a mile away, like who who was surfing. So I started shortboarding, um, and then basically 
so didn't really touch. Shortboarding my... was your camouflage. Yeah, yeah. Well, you could blend in a little bit so more than standing. And you're not standing up. You get yeah. that low. Yeah. That's so funny, Chase. Yeah. So then I, I just really enjoyed the learning process of being really bad at shortboarding, like just being a beginner again. So, so, uh, I kind of, I enjoy that. you being a beginner again because it's stand up paddling. You're so much better than me. And then it's surfing. <laughs> I was better than you. Then you quickly got much better than me. And with shortboarding, you're catching up. And I think we're about close at the moment. Except you paddle a lot better. I think if I get on our feet, I'll be better, but I can't catch the wave. So therefore you're better. Um, uh, and longboard, I think I still got you, but not for too long. You, you got the, yeah, you know, like I'm you're trying. catching up. You're such a good athlete. I can't stay in front of you. So I got to find things you suck at and, and enjoy it until you, well, you're better at it than me too. That's how Eric is. He's better than me at everything. He, he's, and you are too. And, uh, I enjoy being around you guys cause you pushed me to be a little bit better, but, uh, it's hard to keep up because you, you're a really good athlete. The best surfer is the one having the most fun, right? That's not always easy <laughs> if you're fat and you sink and everyone paddles faster than you. So you don't see me on shortboards too much in Guillones. It's a soft wave and I hate sinking and I do not have fun. I get out of the water <laughs> mad two out of three times on a shortboard. And that's why I keep riding big boards and trying to turn them. People are like that. all. The, they ask me all the time. I just saw you on a longboard. Did you just try to like go vertical and hit that? I'm like, yeah. It's the, it's like my only angle. I could catch it, and turning big things is the only thing I'm any really good at in the water. So no, I, I try to do that. it. I think, I think no, I'm comfortable with it. It's okay. Yeah, it is yeah. what it is. I'm big and I'm fat. I sink, but I can turn. That's my thing. Surfing is such a great teacher for for so many reasons, but <laughs> especially humility. Yeah, humility. If you watch your ego, video competition, like I I learn a lot, not just about surfing but about myself every time i go out and that's like a whole other podcast series oh, geez, man. there you go <laughs> busted uh, again back to your podcast shout out to you and sarah that that's cool y'all like y'all really have something there and no one around here i don't think knows about it no i don't advertise that yeah the the uh relationship advice podcast is we've almost done 400 episodes and Respect. and uh I'm really proud of it, but it's a very side project, but, um, we just started it as a business, but at the very least to get free relationship advice and, and, uh, yeah, it's super fun. If I think relationships are the most important things and like whether friends or romantic partner and we, we aren't really taught how to do it uh, at all. And, and, uh, I think it's important to try to learn. Well, now that you've got that one covered, you need to start a compound interest <laughs> podcast because we're not really taught about interest or any that of that too. stuff. All right. So we have some ideas. We got a community event for yes. November, December that you're going to help handle and be the, the point person if somebody else doesn't want to take that job. Um, I'm going to help with that. We'll sponsor it. I'm going to connect you with a whole lot of people. Hopefully people listen to this mm -hmm. um, and get involved. How do you want people to reach you? I guess... BlueZoneSUP.com is the uh, stand-up paddle surf retreats, the podcast. I'm not trying to plug it, but since we talked about it, uh, the Relationship Advice Podcast, iTunes, Spotify, if you if you search that. Um, yeah, Chase underscore Coster on Instagram if you want to reach out there. And then, uh, yeah, if you go to the Blue Zone website and, and email 
um, if we're talking about this event, that would be a way to. Okay, perfect. So yeah. your standard email is okay. Yeah. All right. I appreciate you, man. Thanks, Rich. Appreciate it. Yeah.